Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guide. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising in the local area, and a great place for entrepreneurs looking to learn more about the franchising industry. So, I want to franchise my business. That's the topic for today. Our guest today happens to be an expert in that very unique niche. So let's welcome Steve Beagleman, founder and CEO of SMB Franchise Advisors. Thanks for joining us today, Steve. Hi, Blake. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate you dialing in from the Pennsylvania area today. It's good to have you along for the ride. Happy to be here. It's nice and sunny out today, so today's a good day. It is a good day, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So Steve's the founder and CEO of SMB Franchise Advisors, which uh, is a long name for what means he's had a lot of experience in a lot of different things in franchising. And Steve, I got a first question for you, but I'm, we're going to build up to it, okay? Yeah, Sure. What I'm seeing here in your background is you got 30 years of experience in the franchising industry. It includes startups, like founding your own business in, way back in 91, to large franchise systems. You're a frequent speaker at the IFA, International Franchise Association, conferences, as I well know. A speaker for annual franchise conventions for franchisors. Mm-hmm. Um, you earned your CFE years ago in 2006, which was the Certified Franchise Executive, which means you're a smart guy in this stuff. A contributor to franchise industry publications, including some little publication called Forbes.com or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a frequent writer for Forbes.com on the franchise space. And anybody can Google me and, and Forbes and you'll, you'll read all the articles that I've written for Forbes. So he's out there. And a recent contributor to a new book, which is titled, So You Want to Franchise Your Business. I guess with that list, my first question, Steve, is what makes you think you're qualified to talk about this topic? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Blake, I've been doing this for a long time, as you said in the beginning of of my intro there, uh, over 30 years. Uh, I love the franchise industry. It's been great to me for a long time. And I love to give back. I just love to help people and educate them on franchise, whether that's to potentially franchise their business, which is the topic that we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Or helping somebody who wants to buy a franchise, or helping one of our franchisors expand their business, or eventually do a private equity exit uh, for our franchisors after they grow their business. So, you know, franchising is just a great industry. I know you spent a lot of time in your business in franchising as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's just a great industry to really do so many different things. And on the consulting side, now that I've been doing for over 10 years, uh, I get to touch so many different businesses um, in all different industries. I bet uh, you it's do. just so much fun. It, so you've helped, what, o- over 350, I think I saw, 350 companies franchise yeah. their business, right? Now it's like close, it into now a it's franchise. close to 400. Yeah, it's close to 400. I must have old data. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a great ride. I have an amazing team, uh, 12 people on our team that support our clients uh, every day as well as myself. And, uh, you know, we're all about the relationship. That's the tagline of our company. It's all about the relationship. So for us, it's about the long-term relationship with our clients, not just helping somebody franchise their business, but helping somebody 
grow and successfully expand their business through franchise. And that's really what we, we focus our efforts and our attention on. And really, it's the relationship with our franchisor client that we're helping expand their business through the franchise industry. Yeah, I mean, really, your customer is the the soon-to-be franchisor, maybe in some cases the existing franchisor. But that that business right. owner, maybe they define themselves as a small business owner who wants to grow. They want to replicate their locations. And they say, hey, is, is franchising the route I should use? Uh, that's exactly right. People come to us every day and say, I have one location. I have three locations. You know, if it's in greater Philadelphia, it's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, it's in Boston, wherever it is. And I'm considering expanding my business and I'm really just not sure how. So should I expand my business by just opening some more corporate centers, whether it's mobile or it's a brick and mortar concept? So brick and mortar could be, you know, a 2000 square foot retail restaurant. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be a childcare center. Uh, A mobile concept could be a mobile fitness brand. It could be you know, uh, a mobile handyman service, I mean, all different types of businesses. And they're just kind of stuck and say, how do I expand? Can I take my business from 500,000 to a million? Absolutely. Can I take it from a million to two and a half, three million? Sure. Um, those are those are some great, great growth strategies if that's what you decide to do. But there are a lot of people who say, I want to see even more for my brand. I want to see it become regional. I want to see it become national. I want to you know, see my brand in Denver, Colorado, in Phoenix, Arizona, in Omaha, Nebraska. And and I can't do that myself. Um, and I can't grow it fast enough. Sometimes there are businesses that are very capital intensive. You know, we represent a luxury dog hotel, a Ritz-Carlton Hotel for Dogs. It's $2 million to open. Well, if you're going to open corporate locations, maybe you can open a few a year, but you're not going to open 20 or 30 a year. With franchising, it allows you to expand faster, utilizing, you know, franchisees capital, uh, utilizing their human capital and their passion and their experience locally in the market to grow your brand. And, you know, we have those conversations with people that are thinking about potentially franchising their business. um, And we help them evaluate whether that's a good strategy for them. And it's not right for everybody. There's some people that after we have these conversations and they still want a franchise, we tell them, you know what? We just don't think it's right for you because you are going to give up some elements of control. Mm-hmm. And some franchisors or some people have a challenge with that. And if that's the case, then franchising may not be the right business for them. Well, I like that line of thinking, too. You're talking about you know, some, something that would help them understand it's not the right time. How do you help people figure out if it's the right time and, and this is the right way? And well, let's start with that. Is this the right thing? How do, you, how do you help them think through whether or not franchising is the right route for them to go? Now, we spend a lot of time, you know, talking to them via Zoom a lot of the time these days uh, because everybody's on Zoom so much. Uh, you know, prior to the pandemic, I'm not sure I was on more than a couple Zooms in my lifetime and now I'm probably on seven or eight a day. So it's a, it's a different world, unfortunately, uh, that we live in from that standpoint, but it allows you to touch people all over the country much faster uh, and not have to travel you know, for all of those things. So we spend a lot of time um, on calls and Zoom calls with them, understanding their business model, understanding what their goals, dreams and objectives are, you know, near and far. So short term and long term, uh, we understand what their financial position is, capital-wise, whether they can really fund franchising their business. And I'm sure we're going to get into that 
uh, as we have our conversation here this afternoon. Uh, and then we kind of talk about what's involved with becoming a franchisor, what their responsibilities will be. Because the franchisees have a lot of responsibilities to locally grow their brand in their market, to hire local employees, to you know promote the brand, to uphold the brand standards, to be the local brand ambassador. That's the franchisee's responsibility. But a franchisor has the responsibility, too, to support those franchisees, to give them the guidance and the direction, to give them the tools to be successful, to make sure they can get the goods and services or product that they need to sell, whether it's a food business or whether it's, you know, uh, you're in the junk business and you need to get the vehicles to be able to go to people's homes to pick up the junk, right? You need to be able to make sure that your franchisees can get everything they need to run the business successful, right? Right. And then to support them. That's not to say that the franchisee can call up and say, oh, my general manager quit today. Can you come run my operation for me? No, that's not the job of a franchisor. But the franchisor is the coach and counsel um, and help guide them. And some people just aren't set out and, and, and comfortable with that role. And then others also struggle with the giving up the control element, you know, whereas they want to go and do everything in that particular market and operate that location like it's theirs. And if yeah. that's the case, franchising really isn't right for you. A corporate growth strategy makes a lot more sense. Um, so we do spend a lot of time talking about that with the potential franchise or, or the brand before we'll ever, ever take them on as a client. They got to, they got to be willing to let somebody else help raise their baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly right. You know, how, uh, no, no doubt about, no doubt about how long, let, let's say you determine, you help them determine, yeah, this makes sense. You know, expanding via franchising, how long should they expect the process to take? So we tell people that the whole process of working with us, uh, a consulting team like SMB Franchise Advisors, will take anywhere from as little as six to as much as 12 months. But on average, it's about eight to 10 months of the entire process. Uh, if a company is based in what's called a non-registration state, we could talk about that if you want a little bit more in detail. But if they're based in a non-registration state, we can get them legally awarding franchises and growing their brand, but in about three to four months of that, you know, eight to 10 month process. Okay. 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 So even though the whole process takes eight to 10 months, we can get the FDD, the franchise disclosure document complete with the franchise attorneys that we work with and get them starting to talk to candidates in month four, month five of the process in the non-registration states. If they're based in certain registration states like New York, they can't sell or award franchises until the FDD is approved in New York by the New York State Attorney General's office. And that could take two months, three months, six months. You know, we don't control that process. Yeah. So we're continuing to do other parts of the process, completing the operations manuals, the sales process, everything that goes on the website, all those other things. Uh, to help them fran successfully franchise their business, but they can't start talking to candidates. But if they're based in a non-registration state, uh, we can get them going in about you know month four on average. Gotcha. What should they expect it to cost? Everybody's going to ask, you know, what does the investment look yeah, like? Yeah, it's a it's a typical question, obviously, Blake, that we hear all the time. And <laughs> of course, I'm going to tell you that it varies. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that it varies, right? It depends on the, on the person. 
you know, so we franchise people that, that invest $100,000 to franchise their business and other people that spend a half a million dollars. Um, you know, probably most people spend a couple hundred thousand dollars over the first couple of years of franchise. Now, do you need all that money tomorrow in the bank account, you know, sitting there? No, because it's paid over a period of time, right? So we take our fee, our initial fee over a period of time of 10 months, whatever the process is, or 12 months to help our clients with cash flow, right? Because most of our clients are paying our fee out of the cash flow of their current business, whatever their current operation is doing. Uh, because their franchise company isn't existing yet, doesn't have any revenue, doesn't have any franchise fees, doesn't have any royalties. So we work with our clients and they really appreciate that we do that. Matter of fact, if you probably asked half of our clients, they would probably tell you they didn't have all the money saved the day they started the franchise process. They just continuously used it out of cash flow of their current business. That's an important um, note. So we, yeah, we tell people that it's about 100000 the first 12 months. And then after that, it's really how fast you want to grow. So if you want to grow slow and steady and just award franchises regionally in your market, do two to five locally um, first, then you don't need a lot more capital than the initial $100,000. If you want to grow nationally and go with, you know, it's called an FSO, a franchise sales organization. Um, and there's several out there, you know, Pinnacle, Brand One. Uh, franchise fast lane, Rain Tree, you know, and there's mm-hmm. several others uh, out there. If you want to work with one of those, they're going to want you to have a lot more capital to grow a lot faster. And then if you want to go into what's called the broker networks or the referral networks, um, like Franet, like company that you're involved with, um, that's going to cost additional fees, right? Because you're going to have to pay to join the organizations. You're going to have to pay to go to the conferences um, and and really get your name out there. Um, and some of those organizations may not even take you initially until you get some franchisees and some validation, right? They want proof of concept. They want to hear that success story from a couple of franchisees. It doesn't have to be 20 or 50, but it has to be a couple to show the validation, right? Right. Just not sense. just your one flagship location. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then some companies just want to grow organically, right? So we have an acai bowl concept that has, you know, 75 locations. I think it's about 55 are open and the other 20 are in development and they've done it all organic. They didn't use an FSO. They didn't use a a referral network. They've just done it all organically. That's okay too. There's not a right or wrong strategy. And sometimes you have to go go through multiple strategies to figure out what works. So I have a a company that repairs exercise equipment Mm -hmm. uh, that's in your referral network. And I remember initially... You know, he franchised the business, he tried to do it organically, didn't have any success because nobody was, you know, waking up saying, I want to go fix exercise equipment in the morning uh, <laughs> to open a business. And, and he really couldn't get that message conveyed just through organic lead generation. Well, we then hooked up with an FSO. We worked with Pinnacle uh, and they've done an amazing job. We got into FranNet. We got into some of the other referral networks works and Franet specifically, you know, help put that brand on the map today, you know, operating well over 50 franchisees and over a hundred territories across the U S and Canada. Um, and it's been an incredible ride, uh, for the franchisor and for the franchisees, but the referral network was able to really convey the business model was a really strong business model, um, for potential franchisees. And we weren't necessarily looking for technicians. We were looking for people who wanted to own a business and they would hire the technicians to go into your home and 
fix your treadmill or fix your elliptical or whatever the case may be, uh, or even go into the courtyard Marriott and fix them, or go into you know Hilton Hotel and fix them. So, um, but that wasn't a business that kind of resonated like you know a Subway or a Dunkin' Donuts. People walk through a trade show and they're like, oh, I know that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I want to open a restaurant. And you just, I'm going to interject there. You just hit on something I think is really key and perhaps something that um, without guidance from a group like yours could easily miss the importance of until they're faced with it. And that is that sometimes one of the real challenges is identifying, you know, what is the profile of the key or the successful franchise owner within our new franchise system? Can yeah, you, can you talk about what you do to to guide people through that to determine it's that? It's important that you bring the right franchisees on to your system. So I'll, I'll give you another example of a brand actually on our website, um, and the franchisor is in the childcare industry, and he was early on had probably six or seven franchisees, three or four corporate locations, and he called me up and he said, "Steve, I just had this discovery day." And the, it was literally the final step. And the guy said, he's ready to move forward. It's a million dollar investment. He has the capital. He doesn't even need financing. He's ready to go. But then at the end of the discovery day, he just turned to me and said, I just want to let you know one thing. And the founder said, what's that? And he said, I just don't like kids. Um, <laughs> this is only about money for me because the numbers really are amazing. And so the founder called me and said, well, what do I do? And I said, um, you turn that candidate down. And he said, what do you mean? Really? And I, he said, he has the money. And I said, I know. But everything that you've told me about your brand over the last year plus that we've worked together is all about your core values and you know, family and everything you stand for. And I guarantee you that in the long run, you're going to thank me for this decision. But right now, I understand it's painful, right? You want, you want the right. franchise fee. You want the royalties. I get it. Somebody's standing in front of you with a check. I've been doing this at the time. I'd been doing this for over 20 years. Now it's over 30 years. I said, trust me, you're going to thank me in the long run. And, uh, you know, there's a video on our website now of him now, you know, the time he did the video, I think he had 60 locations. I think now there's over 100. And he said, best decision he ever made. But back then he hung up the phone and probably hated me for the next month. (laughs) So so that's why you have a company like us um, by your side to make sure you're going to make those right decisions. Because my team has been there, we've done that. Uh, I sit on 12 boards. Um, you know, for me, it's about giving back and making sure our franchisors make the right decisions to grow their business. I, you know, Blake, I spend 30% of my time now personally working on private equity transactions for our franchisors on their exit mm-hmm. um, or representing franchisors on their exit to make sure they're making the right decisions and getting the right valuation for the business. The private equity sector is incredibly hot right now in franchising and private equity firms just love investing in franchise or brands. A lot of times they're setting up platform companies and they're bringing in three, four five different brands under that platform company, sometimes 10 or 20 brands. And they're having, you know, one CEO, a director of marketing, CFOs, director of franchise development, all of those people for multiple brands. And even if they're not for every function, they're certainly doing it for some functions and leveraging the costs. And so they're more profitable and they're being able to pay a higher multiple for those brands that they're acquiring because they're not going to have as much an expense. So I'm spending a lot of time on that. 
Uh, nobody else in our industry, no other franchise consulting firm really focuses on that. Uh, but we believe in that. We want to help our clients do that. And the success stories are, are truly amazing. I'm glad you added that piece about, uh, you know, private equity's entrance into franchising. And thanks for the explanation on that, because that is something that uh, we see more and more. Let me go back. I'd like to talk about that a little bit more. Before we do that, let me go back to um, preparing to franchise, right? And I wanted to ask a question that we've discussed a little different way. I'm sure you get a lot of people that come to you and say, I'm ready to franchise this. And you do a little bit of digging in and realize in short order, they're not ready just yet. Mm-hmm. What are the most common gaps? What are the areas where you see, oh, you think you're ready, but you're not ready yet? Time. So the first thing is time. So we get people that, that inquire, contact us, whether it's through our referral partners like you or, or, or just finding us on the internet or through even through referrals from our current clients. We get that all the time. Um, and they say, I want to franchise my business. Great. Let's set up a call on Tuesday at one or Thursday at, at four. Uh, no, I'm not available those times. I'm working in my business. Okay. How about the following Monday? Oh, no, I need to be you know, with this customer. Well, if you can't spend an hour of time with us on a call, on an initial call, you're probably not ready to franchise your business, right? And, and a red flag for us is not even just the first call, but it could be multiple calls. And if you're never really available and you're always too busy and you're working too much in your business, you may think you're ready to franchise, but you're not ready to franchise your business. And we'll have that conversation. And sometimes it's hard because people say, I have your fee. I'm ready to pay you. And I just say, it's not about our fee. It's about being ready to support franchisees. You're working too much in your business and not enough on your business. I, I franchised a luxury pet hotel, um, $2 million investment, Ritz-Carlton Hotel for Dogs called K9 Resorts. And uh, love Stephen and Jason. They're great. I'm actually an equity investor now in the brand. Well, then you when must I first like met it. them 10 plus years ago, yeah, it's great. You know, we've got over 80 franchises sold, about uh, just under 20 open now. And I remember when I first met Stephen and Jason 10 years ago, and they called me and they said, I want to franchise our luxury pet hotel. And I said, listen, I, I have dogs. I love dogs. I got to come and see this to really see that it's high end and it's luxury because I don't want to just franchise a kennel. And they said, oh, no, we're not a kennel. And I went and looked at it. I was very, very impressed uh, with them. But they were checking dogs into their hotel at the time. And I said, it's great that you want to check in, you know, Oscar, my golden doodle or you know, Scrappy, my old beagle who's since passed, or, you know, many of my other golden. That's great. I love dogs. I love petting them and playing with them. It's great. But if you guys want to check dogs into your hotel for the next 10 years, you're probably not ready to franchise. Or if you want to franchise the business and grow this business regionally and then nationally, um, and, you know, it's not saying you can never work in your business, but you're going to work in your business, you know, periodically. And just checking in on things, but you're not going to be there every single moment of every single day. Uh, then I can help you franchise your business. And sure enough, you know, one of the brothers said, absolutely, I'm ready. The other brother said, I can transition. And he did. It was a little hard in the beginning, but he, he eventually did. Uh, and now they're both, you know, fully, fully engaged in the franchise company all the time. One of them focuses on corporate development, corporate stores. And the other one focuses on um, the franchising side of the business. And they've, they've just done a tremendous job you know, growing their brand uh, nationally. And even in the beginning, like I wouldn't let them grow outside the state of New Jersey where they were based. I wanted them to stay regionally first to make sure they could support the franchisees and they were successful. So 
So again, another reason you have a firm like SMB, we're not going to tell you what you want to hear. We're going to tell you what you need to hear. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, if you start franchising, you're based in Philadelphia, where I am, and you think you're going to sell and award your first franchise in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's going to be successful, it's going to be very, very hard, right? I mean, you'd like them to be somewhat close by. So you just learn a little bit about franchising first before you take that step and you go national. Um, and that doesn't mean you need to have 50, but it needs, you need to get a couple and get your feet yeah. wet a little bit Walk so you understand you really what this whole franchise or franchisee relationship um, is all about. So do, do you ascribe to the theory that um, becoming a franchisor is like starting a new business all over again? hundred uh, percent. I couldn't have said it better. We tell people that you are going into a whole new business. You're no longer in the dog hotel business. You're no longer in the fitness business. You're no longer in the child care business. You're in the franchising business. Um, and franchising is a relationship, right? It's just like a relationship you'd have with your kids. You know, I mean, I, I have two daughters, uh, uh, you know, and, and, you know, you tell them what to do. And one of them does exactly what you want them to do. And the other one kind of does what you thought. So sometimes they don't always listen exactly the same. Well, franchisees are a little bit like that sometimes. You're going to have great franchisees. You're going to have franchisees that do a, a good job. Then you're going to have some franchisees that struggle. And, you know, those conversations sometimes are tough. And it's not always, you know, that they're just terrible people. It's just sometimes they got a bit of business and it's just not right for them. Yeah. I mean, that happens. I've been CEO of other franchise brands with hundreds of franchise locations. I've had those hard conversations. You know, sometimes the business just isn't right for you for whatever reason. And that's okay. Let's find a way to get you out. Let's find an exit strategy. It's fine by bringing on a new franchisee who's going to take over your business. Maybe it's for more than what you paid. Maybe it's not. But at least you get to exit the business and move on and do something else with your life. Um, and the new franchisee comes in and then hopefully reinvigorates the business. Yeah. Takes it to another level. What are the other, we, we started on that with, uh, you know, kind of some of the examples of things you need to be ready for as a franchisor. What are the other skill sets that you look for in somebody that wants to become a franchisor or the leader of a franchise organization? Passionate. You have to believe in your brand, right? If you don't believe in your brand, how are you going to get other people to do that? So right? everybody pretends to be passionate. How do you, how do you discern that? Yeah, you just spend a lot of time talking to them, getting to know them. Uh, I actually encourage in a lot of cases for our potential clients to talk to other franchisors who've been in their shoes. Um, so we, we really, we're, we're big on that. So I will introduce them to other clients of ours who are going to tell them what it's like. They're going to tell them the good. They're going to tell them the bad. They're going to tell them that it takes time. Mm -hmm. Franchising is a marathon, not a sprint when you're a franchisor. So if you think, oh, I'm going to franchise my business and day one, I'm going to have 20 franchisees or 50 franchisees and they're all going to pay me royalties and I don't have to go and ever see them or, or call them. That's not what franchising is. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It takes years till you typically get to, you know, cash flow uh, positive. So you have to be prepared for that. And you have to understand that franchisees are going to require a lot of support from you, especially early on. All right. You know. The ones that grow, and I, I remember in several of the brands I've been a part of, you know, hearing the stories of franchisees saying, man, I'm struggling, man, I'm struggling, man, I'm struggling. I don't know if I'm going to make it early on. And then four years later, having the same conversation with the franchisee saying, I've made more money than I've ever made in my life. I've doubled whatever I made in my life per year. 
I have a great lifestyle. I just built an addition on my house. I, you know, I'm expanding my existing corporate, you know, or my existing territory. Like those are great stories, but early on it's tough. So you got to be there to help your franchisees. And guess what? You know, early on for you as a franchisor, it's good to have other people to talk to who've been there and done that. Um, And so I like them to talk to those people because sometimes they'll have that conversation and say, you know what? This just isn't for me. I thought it was, but it's not. I'd be better off, you know, just having 10 corporate locations. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Having a great regional brand in Boston with 10 corporate locations, doing two, three million, five million, whatever it is, that's super cool. But franchising helps you grow, you know, regionally and then eventually nationally. Yeah. And that's how you really scale a business and then hopefully, you know, sell to a private equity firm for a, for a nice multiple one day. So we talked quite a bit or you talk quite a bit about helping franchisors or emerging franchisors with uh, understanding their own value proposition. Let me pose that question to you. I realize that you're in quite a niche field of helping folks franchise their businesses. What is, why should people work with you? Yeah, I think that, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I've been doing this for over 30 years. Uh, I love franchising. I love helping people fulfill their dream and taking their business to the next level, which is really, really exciting. I have an absolutely amazing team uh, that's been with me a long time, uh, not only with SMB for the last 10 plus years, most of them, but in franchising for the 10, 15 years prior with companies like, you know, Raiders and SaladWorks and Hollywood Tans that I was a big part of. Um, so, for me, it's about the relationship. Uh, we are relationship driven. Uh, we're not the right fit for everybody. We kind of make the joke that we're huggers. So, you know, if you don't like, you know, hugging, you know, your, your consultants as you get to know them over time and building relationships. I mean, we have in-person events with all our clients every year. So with the one exception during COVID, but even this last year in December, we had an event with 150 franchisors from 15 different states flew in, and we had roundtables on franchise sales, roundtables on franchise operations, roundtables on franchise marketing, a panel of the pros with Q&A led by me for an hour plus with our successful franchisors with 100, 200, and 500 franchise locations. Um, and we helped them through this process because, again, we said it earlier, franchising is a whole new business for them. They've never done this before. We're no longer in the dog hotel business. We're no longer in the childcare business. We're no longer in the handyman business. We're no longer in the personal training business. We're in the franchising business. And we have to really coach and guide our clients through this process to help them do it successfully. Steve, thanks so much. I really appreciate your overview. Good hearing more about your experience and the fact that you've lived in the shoes of the folks that you're helping get into the franchising business. But thank you for joining us from Pennsylvania today, Steve Beagleman, founder and CEO of SMB Franchise Advisors. Oh, you're welcome, Blake. Thanks for having me. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for listening to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. We'll see you again here soon on another episode. Have a wonderful day. Huda Media Production.